Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. Oh, and today I was waiting for you to do. Peyton always does this. Peyton does the heavy lifting here at the podcast, and I interject with my little quips. Yeah. Yes. As somebody once commented, <laughs> that's what I do. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the view we got. Um, I We have some people that I love so much, and I'm so excited that they're on, and uh, close friends, uh, amazing performers in Chicago, both of them, a couple goals. They have a beautiful family. I love their dog, Mia. This is Evan Mills and Isaac Snyder. Hi. 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 Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for being here. We love to have guests so we're not going crazy with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't, I can, I can't actually recall besides maybe Kayla being on and then it just felt like we were doing it together, but really she was just a guest. I don't think we've ever had a couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We've had like friends friends and stuff, but I don't, or, or we've had like multiple people on an episode, but not anybody together. No. Well, so no pressure. No yeah. pressure. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe our opinions will just be different because we sleep with each other. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. might that I... might come up for this movie, I think. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> well, we'll to be here. And yeah, we we literally um we, we watch movies together all the time. And uh, all the, most of the time we have the same opinion on them. Most of the time, but Nice, yeah. nice. Isn't that the best? <laughs> That's also why I've wanted to have, I mean, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time because duh, because the doy, but also <laughs> big, big movie buffs. And I feel like that's ha- more than half of, not more, maybe half of the conversations that we have generally, uh, where I'm just kind of shouting in Evan's face. About and then this actor showed up, and then this actor showed up. Can you believe it? It was nominated for the, and you're like, Yes, I know all of these things. But it's good because we can hold a conversation for hours about movies. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason we started this. So, it is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Peyton and I were just talking about. I think we've told this before, obviously we must have, but we were hanging out casually with some friends and Peyton and I were talking about how there's no, at the time, this was five years ago, holy shit, um, there weren't many good queer films and we were just kind of like ping ponging back and forth and someone was like, do you, would you start a podcast? This is kind of an interesting premise and (laughs) the rest is history. Beautiful story. The rest is history. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're making history every day. <laughs> what were you saying, Evan? Sorry. Oh, I was just saying it's it's nice, right? Because I feel like at, when I talk about movies to other people who aren't as into it, I'm I have to catch myself and be like, "You need to stop. You have." Yes. They're like, 
they're glazing over. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, but did you know Angela Lansbury was nominated for three Oscars? And they're like, yeah. sure. <laughs> did you know she said she would only do one take of the song, so she had to do it perfectly the first time? No. <laughs> what what song is that? Oh, that's from Beauty and the Beast. Sorry. Did she only yeah. did that? Wait, yeah, she only did Beauty and the Beast me. in one take. Yeah, because she didn't think that her voice was right for it. So she was like, I don't want to do it more than once because it's not going to be good. Well, that's incredible. And today's her birthday. Is it really? Yeah. This Happy is birthday, Angela. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that's why she was top of mind for me because uh, <laughs> she because I wanted to post a thing on Twitter and say, this is kind of dark, but I was like, she was born a Libra and she died a Libra because she was born <laughs> on October 16th and she died on October 11th. Whoa. So. Whoa. Yeah. So. No, you can't post that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure your, your tweet about Angela Lansbury is okay. <laughs> It'll get flagged in the community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get taken down. That's so funny. I just love that she is also a Libra. So. And she died a Libra. And she died a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate I when you die and you get a different sign because you died on a different day. <laughs> yeah, famously, we hate that here at Queer Movie Night. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the movie. Oh my God. I was like, we're just chatting. <laughs> yes, we are here to discuss a specific <laughs> film. Um, Today we'll be discussing... Uh, 2021 uh luca uh which is a disney pixar film um and um before we do that i just want to ask the two of you a couple questions so um if each of you wants to tell us sort of what your experience is with queer movies if you watch them a lot or if you like sort of when you started getting into them uh what's your experience with that yeah so i um I grew up incredibly religious. And so I did not have a lot of great like experiences watching queer films. But also, I mean, generally, there wasn't really that many queer films right. um, when I was growing up. But um, in recent years, I've always been very excited to find queer films and even films that like might not necessarily know that they're queer, which is very on brand for Luca today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that was probably my my thing. And and now I I really love queer films. I, I think they're all incredibly um exceptional. And I think it's really important for everyone to be able to see themselves in the cinema. So yeah, and for me, I feel like I grew up, I was an only child. So I my my whole life was movies and stuff. And so like I would go to, you know, I'd rent I'd rent movies every weekend and I truly did not hang out with other kids my age i just <laughs> i just watch movies all the time and i kind of i kind of made every film i watched queer because i just was like watching a movie and i was like oh well that boy is shirtless and i and i really <laughs> like that or like i'd watch not another teen movie and i'd be like oh look chris evans is covered in whipped cream this is queer to me but i think it was <laughs> I genuinely think it was Cruel Intentions that like changed my whole life because oh, yeah. it was like this the scene where like Joshua Jackson tricks that boy into like sleeping with him and then to blackmail them and like when he like pulls the sheets off and they're both in bed and I was like oh, what's that mm. and I remember buying <laughs> it on VHS and I would rewind it all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, watch that scene. Um, 
And then, yeah. And then I think after that, it was like the talented Mr. Ripley and um, Far From Heaven. Like I watched that yeah, movie yeah. A lot yeah. for some reason. And as a 12 or 13 year old, people would be like, what is that movie? It's heavy, <laughs> heavy for a 12 year old. <laughs> I didn't know. Pretty heavy. Yeah. I, yeah. So I think I just, I found a way to, to watch them without my mom knowing because she just knew how much I loved movies anyway. So like, no matter what movie I bought, she was like, well, whatever. It's just an addition to his collection, but she didn't actually know what I was buying. So that was, that was mine. Yeah. 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 The, both of those experiences are so like, I think a lot of people can relate to them and it's like sort of what we were discussing before. I can't, I don't know if we were recording, but like um, how there, there was like, we're really lucky nowadays in that we're getting like a a lot more volume of queer representing film and like media and things like that. Um, And I think like Evan, with your experience, especially of like how queer audiences have just had to like sort of paint over the queer layer of, of anything that we're watching or sort of read into the subtext of, of what, the film might be trying to tell us or or maybe not, but, but sort of painting that experience on just because we're so hungry to see that representation and, and, and get, see ourselves represented on screen. So that's, thank you for sharing that both of you. Yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, my other question is, uh, about this movie specifically, how was it that you, learned about Luca? What was your experience watching it? Um, and why did you want to bring it to talk about today? So Luca was, you know, Pixar had the um, very strange thing lately of like only getting exclusive Disney plus releases. Um, <laughs> and I feel like Luca in 2021 was, you know, it was like the new Pixar movie that was coming out. So, and, and I, I work um, with kids. I'm, I'm a nanny and babysitter. And so I have probably watched Luca almost like nine or 10 times at this point, <laughs> um, whether I've paid attention completely each time is like totally <laughs> up, like up in the air. I don't know, but um, I really wanted to talk about the movie today because I really genuinely feel like this movie is about the queer experience. However, there have been multiple um, comments made from the creators of the film who have very much like stapled in that they're like, this was not meant to be a queer film. Like this isn't supposed to be a queer narrative. And that like bothered me, but also I was like, wait, no, let's like talk about it because one, the comments that were made were very much like, oh, um, Luca is about a time before boyfriends and girlfriends and and <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, so you're equating queer people to just their sexual acts? Like that's like what? That's not fair to our culture. Like absolutely not. Um, so I really wanted to talk about it. I'm super excited. Let me not get ahead of myself. You know, I just get excited. <laughs> no, no, this is, no, that's this great. Is the, that's great. This is the good, good. This is, uh, <laughs> this is how I know we chose the right guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, had, we were sitting together and we were like, what movies could we do? We, we had come, we, we came up with a couple other ones, but mm-hmm. then Isaac kept being like, well, no, let's do Luca. Because the first time we watched it together, we were like, we were like, oh, gay. and everything was just like but it was like so beautiful and 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 the fact that the creators were like it's not a queer story made me made me 
believe that it was even harder mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because it's going to be it's going to be so long until Pixar is actually like we're going to make a movie and be open about it. But I was like right. just let, let us have this, you know. Yeah. Also, I don't I mean, I'm sure maybe straight people would watch this and not see it, but I feel like the first time Kayla and I watched it, it is very obvious to me. Yeah. Like sure, subtextually, sure. But I don't to me this is like it's very gay. It's just very gay. Yeah. And <laughs> I I remember too when it first came out all of the comparisons to Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. Right. Which it's kind of hard not to watch it like that too, even with that com- <laughs> with because they came out around us. I'm not a well, Call Me by Your Name came out a couple years before. But it was just like it feels like an animated Pixar's Pixar version of that movie. Right. Yeah. And also like it, it's so funny because whether they did it on purpose or not, but like the town square looks exactly like the town square in Call Me By Your Name yes. with, the fountain, with the fountain in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And I was watching it and I was like, and it's also like set in the same place. And it's yeah. like, place, but well, like same country. Same country. And, I was just, and it is like, hmm, very interesting. Yeah. There's just no peach, but you know, there's no peach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish there would have been. Oh, what I would have given to see Luca, (laughs) Luca eat a peach. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Full-blown children. Jesus Christ. Rated movie. Abort. Abort. (laughs) Abort. Um. Thank you both for uh your answers. I'm I'm def I'm excited to get into first of all the subtext and and the. Uh, the moments in the film that really spoke to us as queer audiences and also some of the behind the scenes like comments that the filmmakers have made that sort of thing I'm excited to get into that Um, before we start sort of start picking moments I just want to give a brief summary of uh, the film for anyone who hasn't seen it so uh, Luca follows uh, the character of Luca who is a sea monster goat fish herder Who's fascinated with going to the surface kind of sounds a little familiar for uh little mermaid fans um <laughs> he meets another sea monster alberto who lives on the surface alone on an island they both fall in love with the surface world and plan to own a vespa and see the world together when luca's parents discover that he's been going to the surface they threaten to send him to live in the deep with his uncle algo to escape his fate luca runs away with alberto to hide in puerto rosso they meet a bully Ercole Visconti and a young girl, Julia. Julia gives them the idea to compete in the Puerto Russo Cup, a triathlon of swimming, eating pasta, and biking that has been a dream of hers to win. With their prize money, the boys want to buy a Vespa and and continue their journey in seeing the world. They stay with her father, Massimo, who has a history of being attacked by a sea monster, apparently, and lost his arm. Um, And they help him to catch fish in order to get money to compete. Julia and Luca bond over their love of knowledge, making Alberto jealous. When Luca expresses interest in going to school with Julia, Alberto reveals that he is a sea monster to stop Luca from going with her. Luca pretends to be surprised, and Alberto runs away as Ercole's bullies start coming after him. Um, they then go into the, uh, um, Luca decides to compete in the race by himself to win and get the Vespa so he can get back together with Alberto. 
And then during the competition, um, Alberto reveals himself in order to help Luca. And then Luca in turn reveals himself to save him. And they win the triathlon. And despite the bullies, please, everybody in Puerto Russo decides to accept that they're sea monsters and that we can all live together in harmony. And at the end, um, Luca with the blessing of his parents goes off to school with Julia and says, um, has a heartfelt goodbye with Alberto. And that's pretty much the premise. Uh, but if there's anything I missed or anything, <laughs> I would say that's the premise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the, I would say that was plot, a synopsis. <laughs> yeah. There was just one thing. That yeah. I yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, uh julia's father actually because he has one of my most favorite lines in the movie he did not get attacked by a sea monster he actually came he says the line um i came into the world this way right which I right that's a beautiful line and also goes into the queer narrative of like you know we come into the world like this this yeah, is how we're yeah. born like so I think that that's really beautiful, but I did just want to correct you on that one. And I'm so sorry, Peyton, I don't mean to correct you. But... No, no, no. <laughs> I thought, see, I thought I got that wrong because I couldn't remember hearing it. So thank you for doing that. Um, Absolutely. Um, it was a big correction that needed to be made. Yeah. We here at Queer Movie Night stated that he lost <laughs> his arm because of a sea monster, but really he was born without one. And really <laughs> that that's that's speaking to my... We don't want to take that stance. <laughs> that's speaking to um you know how i let my preconceptions and and my ideas of society speak to what actually happened in the story yeah so this is really fucked up on you peyton (laughs) exactly so sorry no please (laughs) (laughs) we're taking this and running with it isaac i'm sorry (laughs) um uh i i love this movie um um i had seen this before as well um, and Deb, what was your experience with this movie? You'd seen this before, I think. What? Hell what yeah, I've seen Luca. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, we, well, we also watch movies all the time, yeah. and I will watch the new Pixar Disney movie for the rest of my life. I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not really animated. What was that? It doesn't matter what it is. If it's no. yeah, I will watch it, or what age I am. Like yeah. I will yeah. always exactly. sit and watch a Pixar movie. Exactly. Um, so yeah, of course we've seen it and we love it. And I have seen it multiple times because we put it on for B sometimes. Uh, we put on Disney movies a lot for him when we leave the house. And I know you both do similar things, leave on Golden Girls and whatnot. Yeah. Um Golden Girls yeah. and Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, yeah. Yes, that's right. Oh, hey Arnold. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, a fun, a fun little hack if your autoplay runs out, if you're gone for a while. Uh, found out HBO Max's autoplay doesn't really happen, or wait, like the it doesn't get, it doesn't cut off. It doesn't cut off. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So this is for dog people. <laughs> we used to put on like music for them, and uh, we would do like Pandora, and then Pandora would stop after like two hours, and Netflix and Disney Plus they stop after like two to three hours. But if you need something to keep playing for your dog while you're gone longer from the house, HBO Max plays the longest. So he's been watching a lot of Scooby Doo. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. so cute. There was none of that was interesting enough to include it into this episode, but I mean, but I'm not editing it out. So fuck, fine, baby. Future sponsorships, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dog owners that. need to know. 
Yes. I'll take Chewy. I'll take HBO Max. Can you imagine? We're like, who are you? Fuck off. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, anyway, we put it on for B all the time. And we genuinely love it. I mean, obviously, there you have your favorite Disney Pixar movies that you go back to a lot. But Luca is up there, especially recently. I feel like we've been pressing play on this one a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so visually nice to look at. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful movie. It really so- is. It really is. And it it is, to me, a queer film. Also, we did talk about this, Peyton and I, right before the episode started. We've only ever done, I mean, a small handful of gay movies that are subtextually gay, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And this is, this it might be the most, like, subtextual queer film we've done. And I'm oh. very excited to talk about that. Like, we've done, the we've done, like, Fried Green Tomatoes, which is one of my favorite movies. But it's, like, in the book, it was confirmed that they were queer. They just didn't do it in the movie because mm-hmm. of the time it was made or what have you. We've done a couple others like this, but this is the most subtextual one. So this is a very exciting conversation because this is kind of uncharted territory for us. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly right. Yes. Do you hear that? Some We have new neighbors that moved in yesterday. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are banging everything. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the broom, you know. Yeah, the- <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can uh, cut that out too, Peyton. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Edit and post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does though. Okay, for the record, Every I time do I cut say, stuff cut out, out if you really want to cut I, out. I happen to like listen to an episode, <laughs> and then I'm. It's just me saying cut that out. <laughs> but that Wait, makes is everybody frozen. Oh, are you- oh. can you see us? Oh my god, was it me that was frozen or was it y'all? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't I don't think you were frozen. There's something very humbling about going on a stupid rant nobody cares about and then real and thinking everyone just doesn't care and they're silent and then I look and realize they're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that really put me in my place there. <laughs> um Yeah, move on. Don't let me talk for another five minutes. <laughs> I love the silence and then just the one. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my uh, that's from my bad. Um, whatever. I'm just gonna ask the two of you. Uh, Please. Uh, what are what are some moments that really spoke to you from this movie um, that really solidified it as a queer film for you? Um, that maybe you want to talk about and discuss today. You want to go first? Sure. I mean, I can go first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have one. Yeah. Um, so one of the scenes that I really love that um I think really it, it's 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 like a kind of sad scene when like you think about it, but it's the moment where um what is his name? Roberto. Roberto is like jumping into the water to oh, yeah. show Alberto, yeah. Yeah, and show Luca and Juliet, like, look at what I am. And then there's that great shot that, like, is very reminiscent of, like, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And, like, mm-hmm. he, like, gets out of the water and, like, the sun sets there. And he, like, is like, look, Juliet, like, this is what we are. This is what we are. And then Luca, in instead of, like, agreeing and being like, yes, this is who we are, he says sea monster. And he, like, points at Roberto which to me I always thought was really fascinating because it's like this this like um lack of ownership of your queerness 
that can be very possible, especially for like young people who have not completely found their, their queer voice yet, or, or are completely comfortable yet with who they are as individuals who it's like pointing the blame is easier than looking inward. And that to me, I was just like, wow, that's so profound. And it's also so profoundly queer that like, hearing that it that wasn't the intention of the filmmakers i'm like what like that that doesn't make any sense to me that is such a queer theme and and um such a queer experience in general i would say yeah there's a it's heartbreaking yeah it's so tough to watch heartbreaking (laughs) well and and he also it's just but yeah it's very much like watching someone be like look i'm comfortable in my own skin let's let's literally be like let me show you my skin and then the other one is like like no 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 like you don't don't but it was also him being like i'm i'm not ready to do that Mm -hmm. so it was like it's that kind of thing um but i also think like it's really it's really interesting because he is an only child to uh to parents who are so protective and they don't want him to be anything that they they don't want him to be and like that part where they're like when they find out he's been going up there so they bring in his uncle and it's like almost like they're like we want you to go further into the closet by saying like we're sending you to the deep dark part of the yeah yeah to hide yourself even more and that part was so interesting to me when they're like no no we're gonna keep you further in the in the closet and then him being like no uh, no and then he he escapes mm-hmm. and goes with roberto and stuff but like it it's just it, it is interesting to to watch it and be like look at this kid who is so afraid of showing his true self to his parents and then at the end his parents being like oh we don't we actually are realizing it's okay mm-hmm. that he's this is who he wants to yeah. be and we're proud of you and we're proud of you for yeah. what you did too mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that the, the part you're talking about evan too even makes the 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 part isaac is mentioning even more heartbreaking because because in that moment luca is choosing julia seemingly someone normal or someone someone more acceptable over alberto um and so that 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 part of it is heartbreaking too but you can see it from both sides it's like it's it it wasn't right for alberto to sort of assume that luca would want to reveal himself but it's also heartbreaking to see that that luca lets him put himself out there and and doesn't and doesn't try to protect him at all so it's a really it's a really nuanced moment and it does speak to like to to what you're saying, Isaac, of like, if this isn't a queer allegory, what is it? Like, what was your intention with it? Because I don't I don't see anything else. Something that the uh I believe the the director said was that um it was that the film was supposed to be like a race allegory, but that just doesn't really mesh for me because because the differences in Luca and Alberto are not a visual difference. It's something that they're able to hide and conceal from other people. Mm. Um, and that part of it 
it it seems very relevant to like the themes of the film and like the be, being brave enough to to show your true self to other people and not be scared of of sort of what's going to come against you um and so that doesn't it it doesn't really make sense to me as a race allegory because that's not usually something i mean there are cases but the that's not usually something that is is um something that you can hide about yourself so easily yeah right. totally yeah. it seems like they they kind of just use that to be yeah. like you're like okay that this this is what it is and you're like yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That sounds like something that where they were like, oh, shit, we accidentally made a, a, a queer love story. So how do we get out of this? Uh, <laughs> say that it's an allegory for race. Yeah. Like, yeah. To me, that doesn't. I can see how they could get there, but I don't know. I whether or not they did it on accident or not, like, I feel like they can't watch this movie now and not see it that way and see what they did yeah. and see how, what they created. Right. Just at that point, I'm like, just own it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't meaning to make a queer film, but it kind of turned into that instead of like the, the, like the over denying it, like kind of what you said, Evan, it almost makes you believe them less. The more <laughs> that they denied that they did this on purpose. Yeah. The, I just wish they would own it. Yeah, I just feel like if they did own it, like one, that's super exciting because how do you tell a inherently queer story for a medium that is geared towards children in a way that is like, like one relatable and like also just like safe. Like it's mm-hmm. like, that I feel like Disney needs to take some ownership for that and be like, right. look, you told this story and you told it in a way that was fundamentally breaking it down to like uh, almost a science. And and now you're like going to try to step back from it. Like, wow, great job, Disney. Like, super great job. Um, yeah. Also, Disney's been around for a hundred years. Why, <laughs> why is there still no like like clear movie there hasn't been one single movie that they've been like this is a queer movie like yes in now they'll be like oh elemental there's a a liquid character that is not (laughs) right well even strange world which i didn't see but they did have like don't they have a queer character in in that movie but the movie bombed because they like sabotaged it we watched it and and straight up the son was gay. Yeah. Like he had a crush on a boy the whole movie. He ends up with the boy. And but what was beautiful about it was that the dad could give no shit. The dad, <laughs> the dad was like, Oh, you, like look at this crush you have. The bo- the parents were both just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And it almost felt like everyone was a little queer in that movie. Mm-hmm. And oh. then, it felt like Disney didn't want to push it for marketing. And right. that's why. And then they were like, well, see, a gay movie tanked. Right. And exactly. Like, was it good? It was, I really liked it. It was fun. It was like, yeah. It's like the Atlantis. You have to watch it. Yeah. You know? Oh, that makes sense. That's even fun. like the grandpa. The grandpa was like, the he met his grandson and his grandson he was like so do you is there anybody is there a lucky person back home for you and he and he says a boy's name and the grandpa literally didn't bat an eye and the grandpa 
And it was like, it was like, okay, so you can make a movie like this. You just don't want to promote it. Yeah. Right. Another, mm. pe- another piece of the puzzle, which I think is interesting is that I remember um, Disney probably during like the Ron DeSantis stuff and things like that. There were people in the animation, in the animation department at Disney coming forward and saying like, you know, I really wish that Disney would speak up against these laws that, that Ron DeSantis is trying to push and, um, and, and opening up about their experiences of trying to bring queer stories to Disney's films and being constantly like refused or things like that. And I think something else that I um, read in some of my very small research uh, for this movie is that um, they had considered um, making uh, Julia a queer character as well, um, but like didn't really know how to incorporate that into the film without like giving her a love interest. Um, but also someone else had, had said that discussions were were made about whether Alberto and Luca were romantic or not. So I think I think probably a lot of the subtext and and moments that we do get in this film is because there were queer people on the team. There were queer people creating it as well. Maybe not everybody was on the same page, but they were, you know, quietly doing their part to, to slip it into the film where they could. And yeah. uh, and we thank them for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like one of those things too, where it's a movie about young boys, and so you don't like. I I, I assume they're like eleven or twelve, right? They're right. Like mm-hmm. right right before puberty, probably. Mm-hmm. But I think like it, it, in order for Disney to be like, they can't be like, oh, they're they're like, there's like a romantic thing. I think it's more of like when you're gay and you're queer and you're young and you you find another gay queer person your age but you both don't know how to talk about it but you're like oh we're connecting but we don't know why we're connecting yeah it's like kind of trying to show that of like it's not like i wouldn't say like you you wouldn't be like he was my first love but it was like he was my first like love in quotation marks like of discovering like what this is because at the end they separate Mm. and in my head like in my head like you cut 10 years later they're both 21 and then they're like they're like hey remember those times like and you know and like he goes off to a big city he stays in the hometown it it feels like it's like one of those kinds of you leave it up to your imagination kind of Mm. but Mm -hmm. yeah um Another getting back to the to the actual scenes in the movie, a a a piece of it that I really enjoy is um I think Luca has a dream really early on in the movie about um you know driving the Vespa into the stars and they're like all mm. tiny fish and it's just they're like really pretty together. and it's so romantic. It's looking. so romantic. Yes, like, it's just so like that. It's such a a love fantasy like sequence. Um, of them traveling together and like just like saying the phrase that they want to run away together and see the world like that's yeah. that's gay people yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's gay and uber romantic just yeah like yeah. it's a love story yeah it is yeah, yeah. and it even follows like the the rom the rom com or the r- romantic plot of a movie of like 
these two people come together, something pulls them apart, one of them messes up and then has to make up for it with a grand gesture. Like it follows all those plot points. It just, it's, and something else interesting about this movie is that it has this, uh, I don't know if you call it supernatural or sort of fantastical element to it, but the movie itself is kind of very, not pedestrian, but like, it's sort of a simple story. Like the fact that there's sea monsters actually isn't that important to it. Um, and it seems like that's really just used as like, s- to sort of support this allegory um, because it's just sort of telling the simple story about these two boys who make this connection and then are trying to do everything they can so that they can stay together and continue to develop this relationship. Um and yeah, it just doesn't make any sense that it wasn't intentional in any way. Yeah. I I can't like watch this movie through a straight quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> like, you know, I can't like sit here and watch this movie and be like, ah yes, those two boys just, you know, <laughs> live their lives adventurously. Oh, they want to ride a Vespa together. That's not two seats. That's a one seat. <laughs> um, someone's sitting in the back. Someone's sitting in the front. Like, it's so hard for me to look at the movie and be like, yes. Like, so at the end when when they are like, when he's like in the net and it's raining and yeah. Luca has to make the choice to like go save his friend and expose himself and then he does and they're both sea monsters and in slow motion they're reaching for each other's hands yeah and mm-hmm. it, it's like the gayest moment of being, <laughs> we're connecting i'm pulling you onto the back of my bike and we're going to ride down this hill and cross the finish line <laughs> and basically like come out to the entire world right yeah and then it's also it happens happens again later in the movie where their hands are embracing as the train is departing and yeah. i'm like you can't have zoom in of two male characters <laughs> hands and say that it is get like not gay like that makes <laughs> sense to me doesn't alberto sell the vespa too to buy to pay for his yeah. train ticket yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god the of being like i love you but i can't say it yet yeah <laughs> you know what? Like go, and he's like, "I'm not worried that you're going with a girl." Yeah. <laughs> Even the well, je- the je- well, Albert, the jealousy. Albert's yeah, so that's what jealous. I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, right. There's that whole jealousy thing yeah. where, like, mm-hmm. there are glances because <laughs> Luca and Juliet are talking about science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it just it blows my mind. Blows my mind. <laughs> um are there any other uh moments that stand out to you as explicitly queer or just moments that you enjoyed in the film um that you want to discuss yeah i mean there's two i wrote down one i wrote down a quote because i we, we we were like watching it and i was like that's the best quote to prove if we ever took this movie to the court of law <laughs> this quote um no, I wrote it down. It's the grandma. It's like, it's when... Oh, she's so great, too. I love the grandma, yeah. Just lovely. When, when like, the parents are finally like, um, oh, we can't let him... They're, like, at dinner or something, and, and they're all, like, just being themselves. And sh- the parents say something about, like, 
oh, well, like we can't let him travel. Like we're, we're, we're worried about letting him go. And the grandma says, some people will never accept him, but some people will. And he mm-hmm. seems to know how to find the good ones. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's so gay. Yeah. That's so <laughs> to be that's like, so some people will never accept him. Yeah. With like half the world. And then some, and then she's like, but some people will. And he knows how to find the right ones. Oh my God. quote for and and especially they give it to the oldest character in the movie right Mm. to be like listen we go and then to tack on to that the two older women in town that are hiding their identities for how how long finally were two women yeah umbrellas off and show and they weren't holding hands or anything but it was like they were together the whole movie yeah yes it's kind of like showing that like the older generation too hid for so long. Yeah. And finally these younger people are like being more fluid and free. And then these older people were like, well, okay, let me be gay now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah. It. This, that's it. This movie is gay. Like I don't, I can't. Oh, those two old ladies. I can't believe we almost forgot to talk yes. about them. That is, they are truly very gay. I just, <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't understand how you could watch this and not see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right I there. Like, yeah. I feel like they just were not allowed to talk about it and just had to double down on coming up with excuses of why it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It's like there were other people in the writer's room where like the director was like, okay, what could be a good scene? And then there were like the two queer writers in the back. Were, you know, you could do, you could do this. And, yeah. Yeah, this too. And the director was like, I like it. That sounds good. Right, right. And then it made it in the film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God. What it's was so the good. other part, Evan, that you said you had? Or the other scene. Oh, it, was, it was it was those two. I was like I was connecting those two. Oh, like, oh nice. gotcha, gotcha. The quote of like an older person being like, "Yeah, he'll find the right people to surround himself with." Yeah, yeah. and then connecting it to the older people being like, "Oh, I guess I don't have to hide." Yeah, all, like hide myself. So that's where I was like. I was like, okay, that's like so, so beautiful that like the grandma and it's always like, I feel like movies, like movies lately, like that are queer related. They really love to do the thing where like the parents have a hard time with it, but the grandparents are so chill about it. Yes. And I think what is that? It's like really, I think it's because like there was so much queerness in the forties and fifties that just never got to be explored or talked about. And like, I think like, that generation is seeing their grandkids be so cool about it. Yeah. They're like, I think it's like not to bring up an, another gay movie, but like beginners is like yeah. so movie, like, because like Christopher Plummer, like comes out at 71 or something. And then he tells you McGregor, like, this is the most comfortable I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think like, there's like, I feel like there's like a, a ton of stories. We just don't even know from like, the older generation and stuff, but Absolutely. like movie was kind of like, it wasn't really like the, the point of it, but like, I just, I just thought that that quote was like the, the sweetest quote. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just an, another inherently queer layer put on top of this movie where yeah. like through a straight perspective, you genuinely, like, I genuinely don't know how you wouldn't see that or like right. make 
comparisons make ends meet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, weird. explain to me what it's supposed to mean if it's not that, because I can't see right. like what other correlation there would be to to those specific words, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Because like literally speaking, I don't have a tail that I'm trying to hide. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Just straight people have tails that they're trying to hide. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say too, this this movie is more explicitly gay than Frozen. And I feel like maybe more people are on the Frozen is queer train than Luca. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know about well, I well, I maybe I maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I always do this thing where I Google something and I know I'm probably gonna find a disappointing answer. But I Googled like, do people think <laughs> Luca is gay? Weird way to word it. Um, and then I found a bunch of Reddit pages of people just being like, you gay people can't you can't see anything as just what it is, which is male friendship. And it was so many posts and it bummed me out so much. And, and you like, know, oh, you know, all those people not Sorry. see it. But those people are also like, yeah, but I think it also could be a lesbian. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you also know those people. If any, if if any people you know those people like if they saw behavior like Alberto and Luca exhibit towards each other in real life, they would start bullying them and call them gay. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I, ugh, I hate people. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it is. Frustrating. It's like, oh, can you see this as male friendship? I'm like, no, I don't want to. I, if I wanted that, I'd watch Step Brothers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I watch a movie about male friendship, I'd watch Wedding Crashers. Like, right, right. Like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Thank you. No, thank you. Well, you, you know what? We are saying today, Queer Movie Night approved. We're, we're confirming this it. Is a we're gay confirming movie. what Disney won. Yes, we are. <laughs> Get your heart out, Mr. Pixar. (laughs) Your move. (laughs) Your move. But it does feel like Pixar since the pandemic. Every Pixar movie, they've they've tried to put one subtle little queer character in every like um like onward. The cop was a lesbian. The lesbian cop with one eye. Yes. (laughs) There was the the character in Lightyear as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the his partner, right? Yeah. Her and her mm-hmm. had yeah. Palmer. Um, turning red. I feel like everyone was gay in Turning Red. Yeah. All, yes. All <laughs> they like boys five ever or whatever. Boys four yeah. ever, whatever. But her one friend was for sure a lesbian. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yes. And I'm not gonna lie, I love that movie. It's, it's so good. good. I think I only watched it once when it came out, but I should revisit it. I just watched a it. Lot. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Queen Sandra. Yes. Mm. Mommy Leggy. Mama <laughs> loves it. <laughs> I do. Oh, Speaking of actress and she's so hot wait what yeah. I, I mentioned Maya Rudolph because she gives oh a, my god absolutely crushes in this by the way the voice acting is very good also didn't talk about that but it is a great cast yeah. um well and this is also um this is Jacob Jacob Tremblay's uh first of two fish movies 
because he is Little Flounder in Little Mermaid. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I was like, what other fish movie? Uh, room, he plays a fish. <laughs> so right. How does his voice still sound like he's nine? Isn't he getting older? He's yeah. I think 17, I think or sixteen or seventeen. Okay, well, like his voice is flounder. I was like, he sounds like he's still a child. Well, yeah. they recorded it like six years ago. Yeah, that's my, what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, my like biggest theory with Jacob Trembloni, Trembloni, like it's an instrument. Um, but Jacob, his my biggest theory with him is that the studios had him like record. <laughs> like countless movies that have not been released yet. We're just like, we need him. He has such a, a good, youthful, childlike voice. We need yeah. it. Um, he's adorable. He like he's like such an adorable child actor. He yes. really, really was. He was like the Haley Joel Osment of the 2010s. He really was. He yeah. really was. And there always has to be one every decade. He was Green shall rise. <laughs> yeah. The the movie with with all the little boys was really really funny i think i only watched it once and i don't remember a lot about it what was it it was like the boys oh wait, wait. grown-ups wait no what is it but it's jack jacob tremblay and it's also other boys of that style good boys oh, good boys good boys oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't you ever see it one. it was pretty funny i thought it was pretty funny no i never watched it i, I never saw i did it. want to see it because mm-hmm. it was like it's, the it's, it's cute. oh it's like, rated r yeah, Seth Rogen produced it. Or- oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I remember the trailer vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, you have to get on it, Evan. Please watch Good Boys. <laughs> and also in <laughs> and in Luca, the the guy who plays Alberto from It and like Shazam or whatever, he's gay in real life. Oh, oh. he is. He like just came out. That young man is gay. <laughs> yes, I I promise you. He Jack was also Dylan Grazer. Yes, he was also in that HBO show like We Are Who We Are or or whatever that show was called. Mm-hmm. And he played a a gay guy who you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. I just didn't know if he was queer. He or came not. out as queer. Yeah. It says oh, he ca- came, came out, out bisexual. bisexual. Yeah. Oh, so not gay. I'm sorry. Don't come for me. I I didn't. I said gay, but he's bisexual. That's okay. That's okay. We do it all the time. Yeah, it's just a little mistake. But yeah, I just was like, I was like, okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go off. I wonder if he read the script and he was like, oh, thank you so much. And then the director was like, for what? (laughs) 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 Like, honey, just read the lines. I just like uh-huh. truly like if I were working on this movie, I genuinely believe like every single day would just be pure comedy gold. Said, <laughs> oh yes, like this is a this is a metaphor for conversion therapy. They'd say what? <laughs> I'd be like, oh well, that's uh-huh. when when they talk about sending him to the deep. I was like, oh my god, that's like he's going to camp or something. That's how I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he, his uncle is like transparent down there, <laughs> and, like, becoming like a shell of who he once was. I'm like, mm. this is this is what it is trying to say. Like, yeah. how 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 are we not seeing that? I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, 
Good thing okay. we are seeing it that way. Exactly. <laughs> and hopefully the other listeners will see it that way. Yes, listeners. <laughs> Did you hear that? You like that, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Luca is... <laughs> I, I felt I oh, I was gonna say something bad. I was like, why would I say that word? No. Uh, yeah. I saw you wanted to say it, and I was like, yeah. go go off. Yeah, I almost did. And I was... Oh, like the bad the the word. Yeah, I was gonna say it. You... It's okay. Luca is a faggy fish. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Luca is a faggy fish. It's like. But literally, what say it with your whole say. fish. fish I, don't think, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> if yeah, you thank can't you say for it here, Deb. Where are you going to say it? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but I don't. I don't stop saying it, and Payne's like, it's getting really out of control. Like, stop saying the F word. <laughs> Prior to this podcast, I was genuinely hoping that I would get the opportunity to say "faggy fish" in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy that it happened. Anytime. In any podcast. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. We're so yeah. glad we can make that dream come true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, any other moments or any just thoughts you want to say before we go ahead and rate the movie? Well, that little bully, that that bully was so gay, too. He was pretty faggy, too, yeah. He is. His little mustache. Vespa, his and, red and, Vespa. And anytime his sweater would get dirty, he'd be like, my sweater. But he also, um, oh, yeah, you were going to say, I'm sorry. There was just one scene that I think is so funny, but it was when he starts, like, biking away. And like you watch his butt just go like, oh my god, it... <laughs> like yeah. it's the funniest thing. And if you like rewatch the movie, look at not to say look at this this thing's butt or this man, <laughs> like, look at it because it's so funny. It's very like it's an homage to the lesbian geese from Aristocats. <laughs> Whoa. Boop, 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 boop. And their butts are like swaying yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was another that was another queer thing that they slipped in, yeah. 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 The, Ooh, um, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one more thing that I really really loved about the movie. I think is the the music is so good. Oh, I love the music. Yeah. It's so pretty. I don't know, mm-hmm. something about like the Italian countryside listening to that music is so wonderful. Um the song that plays at the in the end credits um, was a song that I did not make the connection with, but was in season two of the white Lotus and play the same song. And um, I have it like saved on my Spotify. I absolutely love the song, but literally this morning as we were watching the movie, I was like, babe, that's the song. Mm -hmm. And I find the title of it because I feel like that's really important, but yeah, the soundtrack to me is like, it's like a hug. I love, I love it. I love, I feel like we listen to a lot of like cooking music, quote unquote. And we like to listen to like a lot of standards, sometimes French music and then Italian kind of slips in there. And I love specifically Italian music from that era from yeah. like, like yeah. standard Italian. Oof. Yeah. Put a fork in me. It's just like the best vibes. Put a fork in me, spin it around, eat me like a bowl of That's pasta. That's going to be my last thought on this movie. It makes me want pasta so fucking oh, much. Yeah. 
That's oh. what he said too. He was like, they were they put out the plate of like eight different pastas and yes, had, yum. I just <laughs> love, I really love pasta. Yeah, it, me too. Oh, I did too. It made me want to fish. Oh, mm. that's hey, that's okay. <laughs> well, not not like the sea monsters, but like when she was like running around delivering all that fish, I was like, oh yeah, look at that fresh fish. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So put it on pasta. The song that I was thinking of was Un Año de Amor by Mina. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh my god, now. they said amor in it. Okay, come on, people. Love. Amor. Amor. <laughs> amor. 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 Yeah. Amor. 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 Oh. Okay. <laughs> official soundtrack how have i not thought to listen to this i like i listen to movie scores so much i never thought to look up the luca one and it's got it looks like it's both the score and the songs that are in it ah that's, love that's that that's good we love an all all-encompassing soundtrack exactly yes uh oh i love it oh <laughs> <laughs> I need to be put down. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me wrap things up. Uh, no, that's not what I was saying. Yeah, that's me saying. I want to go down for a nap. Can you get these? Can we stop this, please? Can these gays stop talking? <laughs> You're all too gay for me. I'm done with this. <laughs> Guys, can't you can't can't you people watch anything without making it gay? Yeah. The good, the good dinosaur, more like the gay dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same director, by the way. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! I just looked it up. The director of this one did Good Dinosaur. Is it? Yeah, I thought everyone was frozen again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think because my nerdy, my nerdy little brain. So I know did. you're. I know your brain. Producer Peter Sohn directed The Good Dinosaur. Who directed Elemental. An Elemental. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're That's right. That's what the silence but the director, was. The director for Luca, Enrico Casarosa, was the lead story or head of story for The Good Dinosaur. That's Narrated. his involvement. Uh, okay. and he I should have known. Well, and he also did the short, the Pixar short, La Luna, which also the, the dad in La Luna lo- looks exactly like the dad in Luca. Mm. The mm. Julia's dad or Luca's dad? Julia's dad, the one with the okay, thick, the mouth. hot, the hot one. The yeah, hot <laughs> <laughs> he said at the end of that movie when all the men were like, "We're gonna let's kill him," and the dad said, "If you want me to keep sucking your dick, put those <laughs> down." <laughs> wow, I really missed that part. I don't. Yeah, that sounds hot. <laughs> yeah i should have known to better than to proclaim a director of something was the director of another thing to evan mills who knows the director of absolutely everything that's not true and you should really see him like after we watch a movie he will spend like the next 20 minutes on imdb and then he will be like did you know this did you know this did you know this i will go down a rabbit It's like uh, connecting the dots for him. He mm-hmm. really love. I'm like, if I love a movie, I have to know what else you did. And then I'll yeah. be like, 
oh my God, he did this. And then I'll look at that movie and then I'll look at like who was in that cast in what in yep. that year and who wrote that with him. And it's like, and then I just truly like, yeah. that's where that's it. That That's the only thing that stays in my brain. You find the connective threads of Hollywood and then you actually start to realize like, oh, people just want to work with their friends in Hollywood. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Like yes. that's, that's really what it's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely. No, I was just saying Pixar has a rotating group of directors that they just like to use. So like yeah. they'll like go like like Peter Peter Bird and like I think that's Brad Bird. Brad Bird and like mm-hmm. a couple other guys. And they all just like take turns directing it. Mm-hmm. But sorry, what were you gonna say, Dad? Oh, uh, uh no, no, that's uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I usually I say like my brain could be used for good. Instead, I use it to store actors and uh, their entire filmographies. And that's what my brain is, is mostly utilized for. If I wanted to apply myself and try to use it for other things that maybe actually help people, I could maybe, but. Uh I don't want to. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla says it's a skill, and if like, I'm like, fine. If if she sees it that way, then then fine. But she's always really? like, don't be so hard on yourself. It, <laughs> no, it is. You know, people people love like when you pull random stuff out like that. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be like, you'll be like, do you remember Megan Fox in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, that was yes. Megan Fox. And then and then I walk away and I let them have a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, who was he? <laughs> I fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was also the mean girl in uh, one of the Mary Kate and Ashley movies, too. Yeah. Was um, it Our, Our Lips Are Sealed or? Uh, I loved Our Lips Are Sealed. Was it that one? Yeah. It's the one where they're in Australia. Is that, the yeah. one? Is that Our Lips Are Sealed? Uh, yes it is yeah i went down a mary kate and ashley rabbit hole yesterday actually (laughs) what i was talking about to myself i was was like i'm i was talking about they they had a tv show called so little time but then i was like they they had another tv show called two of a kind and then i was like looking it up and both shows only had 26 episodes (laughs) or like 29 episodes or something and i was like but to me they felt like they were on for years yeah they showed was, reruns on ABC one? Family all the time. Yes, they did, and it when it was also Fox Family too. Yeah, but yeah. they wow. um, what was the one where they like lived in Malibu and their dad was that was the Broadway actor and they had the nanny and she had like short hair and she was kind of fun and like spicy. The TV show. Yeah, I think that was um, two of a kind. That was it, that was my favorite. It was the dad and and raising his single. He was a yes. single. And then the short-haired woman. Yeah, yeah, and he time was like the one with the like the the male uh, nanny maid who lived at their house. Oh, <laughs> the accent and they were a little. Oh, mm. yeah. the The dad in the one that I'm talking about, where he's a single dad, was the original Lord Farquaad in Shrek the Musical on Broadway. That oh, wow. I I fully know exactly what you're. Talking about. Yeah, that's crazy. I know you do. I know you do. I'm looking at you through the screen like I know you know that. Not <laughs> uh, from Luca. I know. I was like, wait, Mary Kate and Ashley. I know. We're really. And we're then really I started talking somewhere. about Shrek the musical. Oh, yeah. and that's not. This is not the the point. Oh, I, I can't stress enough how much this is. This is normal here. 
<laughs> this is i think the like one of the reviews that i that i mentioned earlier was like yeah peyton's very eloquent and uh with the way that he talks about the movie and deb's deb's ran like r- basically called me out for how the only time i interject is to bring up something completely unrelated <laughs> and this was a review yes but it was still nice I don't. I don't yeah, think, I think it was four it. stars or something. Yeah, yeah it was still pretty nice. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that is kind of what I do, isn't it?" But that's what I'm here. But, that's what I come here for to hear you go off. Yeah, thank you, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Lie, but thank you. No, I'm not lying. <laughs> um, let's rate the movie. Uh, here at Queer Movie Night, we rate off of two different scales. One is the Vita Russo test, which is a media metric which examines queer representation in media. It follows three rules. One, that there be queer identifiable characters in the film. Two, that the characters have personality traits other than being queer. And three, that removing the queer characters from the film would change the plot significantly. Um, Obviously, this one's like a little bit iffy, but... But since we confirmed today that it's queer, I'll say that it passes. Yeah, it passes according to our standards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I it would be really hard for me to say that this queer didn't. There, this queer, this, <laughs> this queer didn't. <laughs> no, this film didn't pass that queer test. It would right, it would be right. really hard for me to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then our second homegrown rating scale is a zero to six scale using something iconic from the movie. So say maybe fish like zero to six fish, zero to six pasta bowls, zero to six buzz. Yeah. We want to go pasta. Yeah, let's do pasta because I really want some pasta. No, I want pasta too. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla, can we have pasta for dinner? Um, I guess I'll start so I'll say that I want to give this movie five and a half possibles because I just want I just want the people to say that it was gay that's Mm -hmm. it yeah like I think it's a perfect movie the way it is and I think it's beautiful I think the relation the main relationship is really compelling Um, it has beautiful music the especially the lines that that Isaac and Evan, you were pulling from the movie that really supports that it's a queer narrative really cements for me that it is, it is one of the steps on this journey that Disney is maybe eventually taking to actually representing queer people and, and telling queer stories. I think it, it deserves a place on the mantle of, uh, of queer stories in that journey. Um, Obviously, like there are films that have done it better. We've discussed Nimona a, a little a little while ago, things like that. But I think that this this one stands on its own and and it's something that we'll revisit and think of as a queer story for a long time to come. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to give it the same rating. Nice. I just love it. Yeah. Just it's love so the movie. Good. Just so good. And I'm gonna say everything Peyton said. <laughs> Uh, what he said and then would you two like to rate the movie as well yeah i give it honest i don't i don't mean to tag team but i i say i'd say five five and a half 
linguine bowls, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, give, it, give it that full, give it what it deserves. Because I, I do think it's one of those movies too, that in years to come, the more queer parents that have children who want to show them this movie can let their, let their kids decide how they want to interpret it. And right show like in like 10 20 years people will look back and be like oh how how um how progressive disney was by doing this or whatever you know like right. but that's a film where like if i if if, if i slash if we ever have kids i would show our kids this movie and be like what did you think about this let's have an open discussion about it and i'm not gonna yeah. tell them it's not a queer film right yeah, that's right. the thing i don't i think people should not tell others it's not a queer film film let them decide whether or not how they want to interpret it. And mm. so I think that this movie does a good job because every time people talk about this movie, that seems to be the discussion. Mm-hmm. So right, I think right. Discussion, as the older this movie gets, maybe the more solidified it will get in the queer community. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, just to like piggyback off of what everyone has said right now, I think everyone made really, really great points. And yeah, absolutely. I I would rate the film a little bit higher if it had a little bit more ownership of its itself and um what it was what it was portraying. I think that it is definitely a testament to the fact that art is subjective and it is up for interpretation of how people do that. And I think that again, creators don't have the right to tell their viewers how they should perceive certain stories. It's like the way you perceive a story is going to be vastly different than the way that someone else perceives a story. And I think that that in among itself is really wonderful. And I think that because there there is such a broad discussion when it comes to this movie. I think that it solidifies itself as a um, up and coming queer film in, in the zeitgeist of history. So absolutely. Oh, thank Five you. and a half Alfredo bowls for me, please. Yes. <laughs> also, I, I did want to mention, cause it, it made me think of it uh, because of what you both said. Um, I do think it is, pretty commendable that the director has said that while his intention wasn't to make a queer story, he's very open to that interpretation and he's happy that audiences have taken that from it. So I feel like maybe that's his little way to tip his hat and be like, I'm glad you saw it, but I can't really comment specifically on that. So um, that just made me think of it. And Thank you both so much for doing this. This has been so much fun. Um, Thank you. You are both welcome to come back anytime you want. We'd be happy to have you again to talk about another movie. Um, is there any uh, any social media accounts or, or performances or anything that you'd like to plug for our audience? This will probably come out um, later this month, if not at the beginning of next month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, social media. Um, my Instagram is Ike D Snyder. My um TikTok is I D Sny, and then my Twitter is Isaac D Snyder, 
Ooh, something different everywhere. I like it. <laughs> Isaac is spelled I-S-A-A-C. I don't know. Sometimes people will throw in like an extra S in there and I'm like, mm, yeah. not really, but go off Um and all and all all of my handles are the same. They're uh Aukfan Mills. A-W-K-V-A-N-M-I-L-L-S. That was kind of shady of you. That wasn't being shady. I just you was like right at me. <laughs> said, my are the same. Well, they didn't need to know that on the podcast. They didn't need to try to look directly at you. And I said, all oh, mine are the same. Well, I'm going to make sure that they know. What <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't shady. No, it's okay. We can talk about it later. <laughs> oh, no. You can, you can tell me to cut this out and then I'll leave it in later. No, please. No, you can keep it. it out. Like, about. <laughs> You were being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to our listeners uh, uh, for for listening. Um, please uh, follow us at Queer Movie Night on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, like and subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. Leave us a review. Let us know if there's films that you want us to cover. Um, you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. Two different and- handles, Isaac. <laughs> thank you also yeah. great instagram handle really great Instagram. thank you i've never changed it it's been the same one since i started it 10 years ago and i never will mine it's too iconic yeah i've committed i've committed to my social oh, yeah. even though i don't really like it anymore but i'm like whatever it's it truly is like what i've had for 10 years that's so. really powerful of both of you <laughs> i'm proud thank of you both for of saying you. that isaac Absolutely. thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> um and thank you guys so much for listening uh and for, and for coming and joining us goodbye goodbye thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net